Hey everybody, Mark Dawes here. Uh, I just have to share this news with you because it's absolutely exciting, it's brilliant news. We've helped one healthcare organisation reduce prone face down restraint by 79% from April to December this year. That's a massive reduction. And before any of you go, oh, I know what he's doing. They're teaching them how to just flip them into supine. Absolutely not. This eliminates the need for supine as well. This is a 79% reduction in prone face down restraint and supine. We don't use it. And this is a massive, massive impact on the organisation. But it's not just down to me. It's down to people I've been working with who brought in specialist equipment like Pal Cash from UK Pods, brought the safety pod in, Doug Melia, who's brought in the, the, the soft restraint kit. Also, a huge thanks has to go to the, the staff in this organisation who've actually taken on board what the trainers in this organisation, and a great shout out must go to the trainers in this organisation because they've done a phenomenal job in taking all this new information on board and disseminating it out to the staff and educating the staff. So the trainers and the staff have done a brilliant job in actually making this work. And also to the management of the organisation who've actually driven this from the highest level by putting the resources and support in place. But in that short period of time, April to December, a 79% reduction in prone face down restraint. Why is this important? Well, it's pretty obvious that if you're watching the video, Department of Health have had a drive on this for years with their guidance to reduce the need for any planning uh, restraint of anyone in a prone face down position. Mental Health Act Code of Practice says if you're injecting people with rapid trank, avoid the need to use prone. NICE guidelines talk about using prone for the shortest possible period of time. And we now have the Mental Health Unit's Use of Force Act in place, and there is a whole raft of stuff in there that mental health units need to comply with. And obviously, you know, part of that is keeping patients safe and you know, protecting them from humiliating experiences and traumatic experiences that could be triggered by a restraint. So there's a whole aspect to this that we need to actually look at in terms of the, the, the different components that come together that have helped reduce this prone restraint by 79% in that short period of time. Now, one thing I know a lot of you are talking about is accreditation, because accreditation is coming in in 2020, Department of Health and NHS England are driving this. There's a huge focus on getting accredited and needing to be accredited and hospitals need to be accredited and mental health units needing to be accredited and comply with this Act of Parliament. But I just wanted to bring your focus back to one very basic point. Currently there is a pilot who's facing 11 charges of corporate manslaughter and that is from the Shoreham air crash disaster. That pilot flew his jet too low, he didn't have enough power to get out of a loop and he killed 11 innocent people. Now I'll guarantee you that pilot is qualified. I'll guarantee you that pilot has got a whole raft of experience, many, many hours of, of uh, flying hours under his belt. I'll guarantee you he belongs to an association somewhere and he's accredited by that association to fly these, I think they call historic jets nowadays. But he still made a mistake that killed 11 people. I've been working as an expert witness now for 30 years. I've just stepped down this year. And I'm sure my colleagues who actually work the circuit with me will actually corroborate this for you. In all the cases I've seen in court, when someone is looking at being found guilty by a magistrate or a judge, saying, you can't find me guilty because I've got a certificate and I'm accredited, or I've got a certificate from an organisation that's accredited by another organisation, isn't going to protect them. Because if you are using a system that's not fit for purpose or cannot evidence that it's reducing risk and cannot evidence that it's complying with all the various guidance documents and best practice documents out there, there is not a cat and dog's chance that you're going to be found innocent. It's as simple as that. Now, for those of you coming to train with us on our refresher courses in March and September this year and who are joining us on the instructor courses, we're going to give you a deep insight into this as to how we actually made this work, how we've actually made this reduction in restraint work. 
And if you are an organisation watching this, a healthcare organisation, and you're concerned about this new, new Mental Health Act, uh, new Mental Health um, Units Use of Force Act, well, I lost my teeth then, then get in touch. You know, it's, it's something we've been working with. I mean, we were working with the Human Rights Act five years before it came into force to make sure that we complied with that. So we're, I think, very much ahead of the curve on this stuff here. And it's not to say that other organisations aren't. I'm sure other organisations are doing a great job too. But if you need to talk to me, drop me a message, drop me an email, I'm happy to have a discussion with you because if we can help you in any way, that's really important. And, you know, here's another aspect of what do you think about before I finish. You know, I'm a businessman, you know, I run a business and I get people contact me all the time, marketing people, uh, life coaches, all sorts of people who tell me, Mr. Dawes, I can help you do this and I can increase your turnover by doing this or I can help you save money by doing this. And I ask them one basic question. Show me the evidence that you've already done it. If you can show me the evidence that you've already done it, then I'll have a discussion with you. And in 99.9% of cases, they can't. Because at the end of the day, in our world, when we go to court, we need evidence. We've evidence that we've reduced the need to use prone face-down restraint by 79% from April to December with one organisation. If you're interested to know more about this, drop me an email, get in touch. I'll be delighted to have a conversation with you. Thanks ever so much for watching and have a great weekend.